are listening to The Reckless Entrepreneur. My name is Francesca Mamlin, but you can call me Fran. I'm a girl with a mission to inspire a generation of bold, courageous, daring, and passionate entrepreneurs. And I want to inspire you to chase your passion and persist past the point where most people would quit. Because on the other side of that lies your true purpose. I'm so glad you tuned in and I can't wait to see what you have to share with the world. Hello, and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Reckless Entrepreneur. Today, I am here with the amazing Lynn Holver. I love this girl. Lynn and I are both from Ohio, and we met in Bali. And I don't know if I can explain how exciting it is when you're like on the other side of the world, and you meet someone who came from the same place as you. It's just like instant bonding. So over the last year, I've watched Lynn become and do so many things. She seriously inspires me so much and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today. So a little background about Lynn. <laughs> I'm getting like out of breath. I'm like excited <laughs> talking about her. Um, Lynn is a 24-year-old location-independent worker with a passion for traveling the world, living life to the fullest, and doing things outside her comfort zone. She has wanted to work and travel for basically her whole life and she didn't know how to make that a reality until she heard about the concept of being a digital nomad in July of 2017. Same. <laughs> she immediately went to work making this lifestyle a reality. And within 30 days, she landed multiple remote jobs and booked a one-way ticket to Thailand. So cool. And she started out doing social media marketing for online entrepreneurs doing travel writing for a digital marketing agency, and teaching English online. Now she works on a completely remote team for a tech company called Noom, a popular health and fitness app and wellness program. She also hosts her own podcast called Chasing the Freedom, where she interviews millennial women who have created location-independent lifestyles. Wow, so much good stuff. So Lynn, welcome to The Reckless Entrepreneur, and thank you for being here. Oh, Fran, I'm so excited. And you're like one of my favorite people that I met in Bali. So it's honestly just, it's an honor to be on this show. So I'm excited to be here. You're one of my favorite people too. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Um, you've seriously, you've accomplished so much in just the past couple of years. Like you were a completely different person than the person I met a year ago. So how do you find the confidence to do all of this stuff? And how did you find the confidence to go into online work in the first place? Yeah, well, I feel like it kind of started back when I graduated college, honestly, and I knew that I wanted a very non-traditional path. Um, but at that time, I did not have a lot of confidence, confidence in myself. I was like 21 years old. And like I said, I just knew I wanted something different, but I really like didn't believe in myself. I just knew that I needed to make it happen. And honestly, like it's still something that I'm learning every day. Like it's not something I feel like where you just all of a sudden have all this confidence and then nothing scares you anymore. I feel like it's kind of just learning like to do more things that scare you every day and you kind of just learn that the fear is never going to go away so you kind of just have to keep doing things that scare you and realize that 
yeah, the fear is going to be there and it's okay. So basically, like after I graduated um, and I learned about the term of being a digital nomad and everything, I knew that I wanted to make the lifestyle a reality for myself, like as quickly as possible. Um, so before I had the confidence in myself, I kind of just hired someone who I knew could help me. Um, and I'm a huge fan of getting mentors and people who have done like the things that you want to do. Um, so yeah, I hired a girl to help me and she really like kind of was, gave me confidence and like poured belief into me before I had it for myself. And then once I realized that it was possible for myself, um, to travel and to work online and to do the things that I wanted to do, then I was like, okay, like it's, it's kind of just like takes, I guess a little bit of experience and realization that the things that you want, like are so possible. And then it's like, it's like little building blocks. I feel like they kind of just like, it's a little bit at a time. You just realize that like more and more things are, I don't know, like anything you want to do is, is available to you. And then you kind of just, yeah, like have to build that belief little, a little by little. Um, but yeah, I mean, does that, that's kind yeah. of how it happens. Like it's yeah, still like yeah. progress for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Anything that you want to do is possible. So two things that I kind of got out of that. First of all, it sounds like you just kind of went forth and did things, even though you may have been a little bit scared. You kind of have to do things and just accept the fact that they're going to be scary. And then through experience, it seems like the confidence just kind of builds organically. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I feel like there's kind of a point where you just had to be like, screw it, just do it. And like, that's kind of like the mentality that I feel like I adopted a little bit. Like, just kind of like, you, you just got to do it. And like, it's, it's going to be okay. And then once you do, you realize that a lot of the had aren't as scary as you thought they were. And then you realize that you're okay. And it kind of gives you like another boost to do it again. So yeah, I totally agree. You just have to jump into it and get the confidence as you go along. So. Mm-hmm. And the second yeah. thing, you talked about how you got a mentor. And that's actually something I waited way too long before I started seeking out help from people who had been there before me. So can you talk a little bit about how that helped you um, build your online career? Yeah. So like I said, I'm just a huge fan of finding people who have what you want. And I heard this saying, and it was like, if you find someone who has what you want and you say what they say and do what they do, you're going to get what they get. And I've really taken that to heart because I just feel like it's so true. It's going to shortcut your process so much. Like and, and that goes for, like, any aspect of your life. Like, find someone who has something that you want, like, in any area of your life and, like, just find out what they did to get that and then kind of replicate the same same thing and make it their own. But, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, like, seeking out help, asking for advice, like, paying money. Like, it's just an exchange. I mean, yeah, if you pay someone, like, you're just exchanging their knowledge uh, for your money. So I, I mean, it's just going to shortcut your process so much and it's gonna, yeah, I mean, you're gonna, they're going to teach you all of the things that they made mistakes on. So hopefully you don't make the same mistakes. So I'm just like, literally, I'm just such a huge fan of getting mentors. <laughs> I honestly wish I could go back and tell old Fran to, to hire a mentor because when I, I didn't, I just did all of it myself. Like I was like, I'm just going to figure it all out myself. And I yeah. made so many dumb mistakes that yeah. I could have avoided. I, a lot of it was, I was afraid of making the investment. Like mm-hmm. you, you, um, talk about on your podcast how you invested in a mentor and like look you landed multiple jobs in just 30 days you had a one-way ticket to Thailand and it took me way longer than 30 days to do 
to do it myself. So that's something that the audience can definitely take away from, from your experience is get a mentor. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your podcast, Chasing the Freedom, and what's the impact that you make through that? Yeah. So it was really something that I knew that I wanted to do. Like, honestly, I just, I feel like for as long as I can remember, like in my bio, I talked about all I ever wanted to do was like be able to work and travel. That's like all I Googled through college. And I just always knew that I was just so different. And I, I just wanted, um, I knew that I wanted to make an unconventional lifestyle a reality for myself, but I had no clue how to do it. And so I was the one like Googling hours for like, basically like typing in how to make money online and travel the world. And once I like made that a reality for myself and I moved overseas, I was meeting so many incredible people of all different backgrounds. And I think that's like the important thing to note is like all different backgrounds, all different personalities, all different types of work, all different fields. Like it was just insane. The, the amount of people I was meeting that like everyone was so different, but the common thread was that they were all making a location independent lifestyle a reality for themselves. And I just feel like I was thinking back to who I was like when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. And I was like, I know that there are so many girls and guys out there who are like I was where like, I just wanted to make that lifestyle happen for myself so bad, but I had like no clue how to do it. And I was like, I, I knew that I wanted to help those people and like speak to those people because I want everyone to know that like, if you want that type of lifestyle, then it's so possible for you like and you don't have to be a certain type of person you don't have to come from a special background or have money or anything like that like it's just normal everyday people doing this and it was just like my passion project like it was that thing in the back of my mind where I was like everyone needs to know about this and I feel like when you have an idea that you can't get out of your head where it just keeps like you know going around in your head like oh I just wish people would know about this like you have to do something about it and for me that was like starting a podcast a podcast and just sharing that knowledge and so yeah so yeah it's been like my baby and it I've met so many incredible women um I do only interview women um I love all people but I just think it's really powerful to hear about you know millennial women who are really taking their lives into their own hands and creating you know work and travel lifestyles and so it's been it's been so cool to do that so it's such a good podcast and your your podcast really does show people how many possibilities there are out there. I've been an online entrepreneur for two years now and I still like find avenues through listening to your guests. And I'm like, I didn't even know that you could do that. So yeah. if you're listening and you're someone who's interested in online work, definitely check out Wynn's podcast. And I just, I, the first episode of your podcast still sticks with me because you talk about how you just had this pull. Like you just knew there was more to life and you couldn't really like, describe it or or know where it was coming from and I feel like it kind of led you through finding that carving that path up for yourself and then turning around and showing other people the way too can you speak more to what that was like like having that like desire that you couldn't because really, I think a lot of our listeners have that same experience of like they want to do something but they don't even know what it is you know yeah and that's the hard part it's like I feel like it's something that unless you have for yourself, it's so hard to explain to people. Like, I feel like all I can, like the best way I can explain it is like just, just this overwhelming feeling of like wanting more for my life. Like I was so freaked out about getting a nine to five and living in a house with a white picket fence and like, you know, going to the office every day. And it's not that those things are bad. It's like, but, but even those things, like it's just so much more than that. It's like, 
knowing that you just want to do something like meaningful and like you want to do something impactful and something that helps other people. And just like, just knowing that you're not really wired for like the quote unquote normal life that society kind of, you know, wants from us. And I think probably a lot of entrepreneurs or people who are, uh, yeah, entrepreneurial minded kind of have that similar pull, but I, it's still like so hard for me to put into words, but it's just this thing that never left me. And I almost just feel like it was something that was like, just this like weight on my soul or something or on my heart where I was just like, I just need to figure out a way to like, you know, live out a different kind of lifestyle in a way that's going to help me. Yeah, I guess. See, I'm like having a hard time like putting it into words. But yeah, um, yeah just living out a lifestyle that's different from the way that we're taught. And like, I just feel like I had a lot of dreams that were on my heart. And I wanted to like do a lot of things and that couldn't be um, the things that I wanted to do couldn't be achieved through having like a traditional lifestyle. I think that's the best way I can put it. So it's just yeah, having that overwhelming sense of wanting to pursue something different. So yeah. Oh my gosh. There's, there's so much in that. So what I get from that is, is people like you and me and people like our, a lot of my listeners here that pursue those non-traditional lifestyles. Like we, we all have like this weight on our soul, kind of like you, like we, we look at the path or the paths that are the options that we are given, um, like after college or after high school or whatever. And we just, none of them are in alignment. That can be extremely painful and it can be really hard to try and follow the right, because it's hard to follow the right path because a lot of times you don't know what that path is and you have to just kind of like take action based on what your gut is saying and like kind of shutting out what your head is saying and shutting out what other people are saying. Um, yeah. So do you, do you think that you were like more like you were like following something that wasn't even speaking to you with words, you know, like you were following your gut and not your head. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like what you said about how it can feel like painful to like feel that way because that's like honestly exactly how I felt. Like I felt like I was in this little box and it was like, I just felt like it was like crushing my spirit. I was, I was getting like anxiety about it. I remember like my senior year, I would just like randomly like start crying because I was getting so much anxiety, like thinking about, you know, taking the traditional path. And it's like what you said, it's like, it was painful. And I feel like it's maybe being a dreamer or yeah, just, you know, the entrepreneur or anything like that. Like it's, it's hard. It can be really hard to feel like people don't get it and like you're crazy, but it's like, um, I don't even remember the question you said, but I totally <laughs> I agree with it. <laughs> no, literally, like I like literally have chills. I, you and I have a very similar um, experience prior to becoming an entrepreneur because for me, when I was a senior in high school, I used to like call my mom crying every day because yeah. I, I literally like, I did not, I didn't know what to do with myself. I, yeah. I had no, and I like, I just, it's literally the same experience. Like I felt a pull that I couldn't understand. And um, yeah. oh, there was something that, oh, okay, this is what I was going to say. I, I think that when you talked about how it's painful, um, I think that our, this is like kind of out there, but I think Western society in particular, we tend to numb pain. Like we distract ourselves from pain and we numb pain. But I think pain is a really important teacher. Like I think if you 
don't feel right about where your life is, if you don't feel right about something or if something feels painful, instead of like distracting yourself from it, you kind of have to go into that pain and try to understand mm-hmm. it. Because by going into that pain, you're going to find like what you, what, what life really is supposed to be. Does that kind of make sense? Like, do you kind of identify? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. I love that. And I, I definitely agree with what you said. And that actually reminds me of something else that you brought up one time when you and I were talking. And I think it was when you were on my, po- my podcast, actually, and you were talking a lot about failure and how, like, again, with Western society, I mean, we're also, yeah, we're conditioned to numb the pain because we're taught that it's bad and that it just means that, you know, something's wrong instead of like actually facing it and figuring out like, you know, what, what it actually means. And it, I think it's the same with failure. Like we're taught to run away from it. We're taught that it's bad. And so anytime failure comes up in our life, we just automatically assume that what we're doing is wrong, but that's, you know, not the case at all. And you're the one that actually said that to me. And I was, that really struck me because like failures, failure and pain are some of the best teachers that we can have. And it's the only way that I think the better way that we can learn lessons and like, it's what helps us grow the most, I think. Um, So yeah, I I totally agree with what you said. Mm -hmm. I think it says a lot about your strength too, that, um, and like anybody who walks this path of entrepreneurship and an unconventional life, like there's a lot of strength to be able to walk through that pain and confront it and and go through all of those really intense failures and, um, experience things that on the people looking from the outside are going to be like, what is she doing? Like she's she's messing up. She's falling on her face, but it's, you're growing. Like if your failure means that you're growing. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like also it, when you're faced with things that are so far outside your comfort zone, like it's like you're, you know, our, our mind only, can go off of what is of what it's experienced so if it's experiencing something that it doesn't know of course it's going to like lash back and say you know that's a bad thing stay away from that but in reality I mean that kind of goes along with like pain like the unknown like growth fear everything and kind of like is all in that same bubble I think like it's just something that we haven't experienced yet so we're naturally gonna push away from it when in reality it's like that's what we need to lean into like what you said in order to get to the next step in a sense like that's where you know all the lessons are and where all the growth is and I think we're taught to just like stay in our comfort zone and like not do anything that scares us but that's that's where like all the good stuff is so yeah I I think it all goes together so yeah Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it just matters that you've stepped outside of your comfort zone and experienced we're here to experience things that's what I believe about life that's so much cool stuff so what would you say to someone who really and i'm sure you meet a lot of these people what would you say to someone who really wants to live a location independent lifestyle but can't seem to make it happen and they're like like maybe they've had past failures or maybe they're too afraid to start and like they don't feel capable of achieving it what what would you say to that person yeah i feel like my perspective really changed when I realized that the people who were living the lifestyles that I wanted to live were literally no different than I was and it just came to a matter of like taking action and believing in yourself and I know that sounds so cliche and I wish I had a better answer but I feel like for me like it was a really big mindset issue that I believed like that I 
wouldn't achieve the things that I wanted to for like the longest time. And I had very little belief in myself, but I feel like there just comes a point when you realize that the people you admire, like they're literally no different from you. Like they feel the same things as you. They're, you know, have different strengths and weaknesses just like you do. But it's like, at the end of the day, we're just all people and we're all the same. And so it's like, if someone is living a lifestyle that you want, like there's no reason why you can't have it too. So I think just some, I don't know, I guess very practical steps would be to, I mean, just, I mean, I guess going back to mentorship, I'm just a fan of asking them like for their tips or how they got to where they were. Um, just believing in yourself, seeing like um, the strengths that you have and what you could do to make it a reality and then going out and like seeking out ways to make that happen. Um, I, I just feel like so much of it comes down to mindset. Like I, cause I totally, I totally get like not feeling capable because I struggled with that like for so long, but it's like at the end of the day, like you are literally so capable and like you can do it. There's no reason that you can't do it if other people are doing it too. So I just feel like it first, you have to believe in yourself Second, you have to seek out advice, mentorship, and like then look at what you can bring to the table, figure out how you can make it happen for yourself with your strengths and with your skill set, and like you're gonna make it happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A few good things coming out of that. First of all, the mentorship thing. I mean, have this was something again that I did not have when I was starting out, is like reach out to people and ask them for advice. Like and, and like that goes into the other thing you were saying, everybody, there's people like it, it, the most successful people or people that you may um, idolize. They're just people and they have moments yeah. where they doubt themselves. They have bad days. They're, they're human beings just like you. And most of them are kind human beings and they're willing to, to like, if somebody reaches out to them, they're willing to be like, yeah, I, I remember what it was like to be in your position. Like, let me tell you what, let me see what I can share. And then you talked about um, mindset and you're so right that like it all comes down to mindset and it all comes down to just whatever you need to do to learn how to believe in yourself is huge. Like that's really the key to achieving anything. And you have to like, you said earlier in this interview, like you just have to try things and the process of doing that is going to build your confidence. So, um, and along with that, like, what are, do you have like practices that you do every day that help you with mindset or like, do you do like affirmations or stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of journaling, um, writing out, you know, the things that I want to do. Um, I, I read this, um, article by Rachel Hollis. Do you know her? Yeah. She's really her podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she wrote the really popular girl wash your Facebook that everyone's obsessed mm-hmm. with right now. And she, I read one of her, um, blog posts, I think it was. And she talked about like how she writes out her goals as if they are, they have already happened. And she does that every day. And I'll admit, I don't do that every day, but I do it at least weekly. Um, and it just, it's crazy because it kind of, even if you're not like spiritual or woo-woo, like I'm, I'm not super spiritual woo-woo, but um, I'm more of like a practical gal, I guess you could say. But I, I totally believe in the power of like, like using your words to, you know, speak life into yourself and that your words like shape your future. Um, and she basically talked about how, yeah, like I said, she writes out her goals as if they already happened. So 
for example, like, what's a, what's a goal that you have, Fran? Exactly. Goal that I have. Um, oh my gosh. Let me think. I guess like a, a rev, I have like revenue goals for my business. Okay. Like, so let, okay. So let's say like maybe if you, um, like if one of your goals is to like make a hundred thousand dollars in your business or something uh-huh. like that, like in here, instead of saying like one of my goals is to make a hundred thousand dollars in a year, she writes like, I'm so thankful that I'm making a hundred thousand dollars this year. Or I'm so thankful that I've made a hundred thousand dollars this year. And that's just powerful because it shapes like, it shapes your subconscious again, kind of going back to that. It shapes your subconscious and like trains it to act like it's already happened because your subconscious doesn't really know the difference between what's reality and like perception versus reality. So if you can just, you know, train it to, you can train it to believe what you want it to believe basically. And obviously like with that, you have to put action to it. But I, I just think that's a really cool practice. Like, um, so, and for all of my goals, I write them out like as if they, as if I've already achieved them and it kind of like makes it real. Um, I also do daily gratitudes, like things that I'm thankful for. Um, I do prayer, journaling, um, yeah, a mix of things. But yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of writing things out because it to me it makes things so much more real when you write them out and put pen to paper. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I really need to get back into writing out my journals, writing out my journals, writing out my goals daily because like you could just see like just now I forgot what my goals even are um it helps you but what you were saying about the the reprogramming your subconscious like whether or not this stuff works on a spiritual level if you like believe in the universe it also works on a very practical level because I've actually talked about this on the podcast before um your subconscious controls like 90% of your behaviors like everything you do every day is autopilot otherwise you would lose your mind because you would have to remember how to brush your teeth every day you'd have to remember but um you can your brain is also programmed to do some pretty damaging things so you have to take ownership for what goes into your subconscious because your subconscious really is running you and you don't even you don't really know what's in there so that's Um, yeah i'm glad that you mentioned that and yeah i didn't realize that was yeah, I didn't realize that was 90%. That's crazy. I knew it was the majority. I just didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, I'm reading um, I'm reading The Power of Habit now by, it's like Charles Duhigg or something. It's, it's a very, it's a book that I, I don't normally read books like this. It's very psychology based, but it is shocking. Like there's like stories about people who sustain really serious brain damage and accidents, but they still remember their habits. Like there was this guy that like couldn't draw a map of his neighborhood because he lost his memory, but he could walk. He like, he could do his daily walk. It's crazy. crazy. That reminds me of the, the, um, conference that you and I went to in the secrets of a millionaire mind conference. Yeah. I remember like so much, I took away so much from that conference, but I don't know if you remember, we were talking about like money mindset and basically how our money habits are set by the time we're eight years old. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is always like, that fact has always stuck it with me because I think money plays a huge part in our subconscious. Like a lot of people are scared of money and like think that they will never make a certain amount. And there's just so, so much um, uh, psychological aspects that go along with 
um, money. And it's crazy. Um, so that's like what it made me think of. Yeah, you're so right. I think we're all very unconscious of how we really feel about money. And I think people that go into online work and go into entrepreneurship, they, you have to confront that stuff or else you're going to project all of these unconscious beliefs into this new life that you're trying to build for yourself. And like, that's yeah. why mindset is so important. If you want a new life, you need a new mindset. So like you yeah. have to take ownership for that. Yeah, so. totally. Every, every day. Yeah. Has to be a daily switch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Let's talk about working and traveling. So Lynn and I, in case you guys don't know what a digital nomad is, you guys probably do know. Um, <laughs> it basically means that we can do all of our work from our laptops so we can be anywhere in the world. So Lynn and I have both traveled extensively. I think Lynn, I think you've traveled a little more than I have. You've been like around Africa and like you've done a lot of traveling. So like, but what are the, what are the really tough parts about being a digital nomad that like no one ever really talks about? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm currently stateside right now and I've actually been stateside for a while. Um, but I am getting ready to go back on the road again. And it's crazy, like getting back on the road again after you've already like being a digital nomad, coming back home, quote unquote, like where, you know, feel safe and familiar and then going back on the road again. I feel like I'm approaching it differently, probably because I know what to expect. But some of the things that really like struck me the first time was the loneliness factor. Um, even though you're meeting a lot of people and, you know, so many inspiring people, like world changing, amazing people, like you say a lot of hellos and goodbyes. And that's really hard because like, I'm so thankful that I met people like you, Fran, and other deep relationships like that went more than just the surface level because you need that when you're meeting so many people and it's like it's really hard for me like I love having close friendships and I love like making connections and it's really hard to always say hi and bye to people um and I think that's something that a lot of digital nomads struggle with um I think another thing is like you feel like you have to be I guess on all the time um as far as like because you don't know like every day is so different whereas like when I'm home back in America, like, I know what the day is going to be like, you know, I know it's just predictable, I guess, which is good and bad. But <laughs> when you're on the road, I prefer being on the road because I love the unpredictability, but also it's a lot more exhausting and it takes up a lot of mental capacity, like when you're traveling and it can be emotionally draining to be on the road for a long period of time. Um, but I mean, obviously I love it. And I think those were the biggest things for me, like loneliness unpredictability um I feel like a lot of things happen when you're traveling like it depends if you're if you're actually being like a backpacker or if you're staying in one place for a while but I feel like just so many more things come up when you're traveling in general mm -hmm. um and then obviously wi-fi is the digital nomad is like the number one thing <laughs> like you can't move somewhere unless it has predictable wi-fi so that can be very stressful um yeah, I think those are, like, and you have to be good with, like, your time and your money. Like, you, you really, like, because you're spending a lot more money on, you know, traveling and having amazing experiences. So, and you, you just have to be very organized, which is not always my biggest. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally relate to all of those things. I did the same thing as you. I, I came back to the States for seven months. So I was in mm-hmm. Southeast Asia for six months last year, came back to the U.S. for seven months. I just came back to Bali, like just a, like last week. And I think with, with being, everybody does it differently, the digital nomad life. Like yeah. some people like to be in one place for like three months. Some people like to be constantly moving. I don't understand those people, but they exist. But um, I feel like I'm doing, I'm like, I've like learned through the mistakes I made last time and I'm doing it better this time. Like it's kind of a learning process. Like when you first set out, like the first time I went to, I set out to do it last year, like I, I, it was like, there were so many things that I weren't, wasn't expecting. There were so many mistakes that I made. There was, and I, dealing with the loneliness, dealing with the, when you're also, when you're traveling alone, like you you realize how good or bad your relationship with yourself is, which is a really interesting thing to deal with. And you kind of learn a different way to maintain friendships because of the hellos and the goodbyes. Like you learn how to identify the people that really matter to you and that you really want to keep in your life. And you make the effort to keep those people in your life. Like you and I, like we're still friends because we have like consciously contacted each other and kept in touch so I think, and I think it's, it's, it's kind of, I, I like that. I like that I had to learn how to intentionally maintain friendships through this lifestyle. So, yeah, you, you do. You like, you have to be so much more intentional because you can't just necessarily call up your friend. I mean, if you're in the same place, then obviously, yeah, but you're so right. Like you meet a lot of people and like you, you do learn how to be so much more intentional with the people you meet and the people back home that you care about too. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. What are the best parts about being a digital nomad? What do you love about it? <laughs> oh, so much. I could talk about this forever. Like I love working from my laptop and traveling. Like I always say, I'm never going to go back to an office. I actually never had an office job outside of college. I don't think. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you did it. You worked in theater. I don't, oh gosh, I don't even remember what I did. I know I didn't work in an office, but I mean, it's like a dream. Um, Flexibility is like the biggest thing ever, like working and traveling the world. What else could you want? Like that just, that itself like gets me so fired up. Like I, I never want to not have that. Um, you meet incredible people. Like I said, even though you're saying hello and goodbye a lot, you literally meet some of the most brilliant, inspiring, like ambitious, passionate people. And you just don't meet those kind of people. I feel like when you're doing like, (laughs) it's not that I haven't met those kind of people like in America. It's just when you're in those kind of environments, I can't even explain it. It just feels like magical. Like it's the energy levels are so much higher. I feel like when you're in like digital nomad communities, because everyone is living from a place of inspiration and working from a place of inspiration. Um, the culture, like getting to experience new places and like learn people's stories. I just love talking with like people, of different backgrounds and religions. It's so fascinating to me. Um, Oh my gosh, literally, like, so many, oh, the food, like, getting to try the different food, like, there's just so many perks of this lifestyle, like, I just can't even, everything, I would say the top ones are definitely the freedom to live and work where you want, and then the flexibility of, um, yeah, the lifestyle provides you, so it's, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And yeah, what you said about the people too, like I, I came when I, when I first, the first place I went into in January, 2018 was Bali and Bali is a huge digital nomad hub. Like there are so many of us here and I, my life changed from the people that I met. Like I, when I first came to Bali, I was just this freelancer. I had a few clients. Like I wasn't really even that passionate about my business. And those, like the people that I met lit a fire under me. Cause I was like, there are people out here that are just like, so in their passion, so in alignment. And like, like when you're around people that are on that level, like it almost forces you to get on that level yourself. It's so cool. It totally does. Yeah. And you're like, how was I living another way before? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I look back to my old self. I, I, my heart goes out to my old self because man, (laughs) you go through a lot to build a life like this for yourself. You really, really do. Yeah. What's your, what's, this wasn't even a question I planned, but like, what's your favorite place that you've been? Oh gosh, I hate this question because they're all, like, <laughs> they're all so amazing. Like, I just feel like every place that you go is so different and they all just hold a special place in your heart because there's different memories, different people, different experiences. I mean, I just, my heart, I feel like will always be in Thailand because it was like the country that's sparked my freedom and like it taught me so much it gave me my independence um and I just love the country like it's cheap um it's so easy to get around the people are amazing it's so safe and it's beautiful like stunning um favorite food best food that I had that was in Bali like Bali has the best vegan like organic healthy. (laughs) yes it does (laughs) Um, yeah so and Bali is of course beautiful too um I, I just, yeah, Thailand, I just feel like hold a special place in my heart, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Thailand, too. I, I was really sad when I was, when I left Thailand, but I was going, like, I went to Laos, which was really cool, but, like, I was really sad to leave Thailand going back. Were you in Chiang Mai, right? Yeah, I was in Chiang Mai for two months. Okay. You Bangkok. didn't go south at all? I went to Bangkok. Okay. I Last time, when, when I was on your podcast, I was, I was calling in from Bangkok. Oh, yes, I remember. Because, yeah. yes, Wi-Fi issues initially, but I think you were in Laos. But, yeah, yeah, the Wi-Fi issues are because Laos has terrible Wi-Fi. That's a PSA yeah. about Laos. Beautiful country. Don't plan on getting a lot of work done while you're there because the yeah. Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> but, you know, it happens. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, every time I talk to you, you're doing something new. Like, you're literally, like, from, like – working on yachts to like doing like, fitness app to have a like you were doing so many things. I love mm-hmm. how you're always exploring and you dive head first into like everything that you do. Um, how do you know when it's time to stick to the thing that you're doing and when it's time to like try something else instead? Yeah, I really think that this question kind of hit me in a good way. Um, because this is definitely something that I've learned. Like, if you are a multi-potentialite, like I am, and I think Fran, you are too, I'm guessing. I love that word. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> There's a TED Talk on it. You should go look it up. It's, like, about being a multi-potentialite. I'm like, oh, wow, I feel so understood. So Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, for me, like, I just feel like, there's so many things that I want to try, which is a good and a bad thing. Um, and so I've learned that for me, like 
something I've really learned is like to write down like kind of where I see myself, not concrete, but where I see myself like ending up in five years and then kind of like work backwards from that because it's amazing to have different interests. And I'm a fan of like pursuing different things that are on your heart and different things that you want to try. But it's like focus on like the next thing that's going to get you to kind of where you want to be. And again, it's okay to have like side projects and stuff, but that's something that I've really learned is like, if you like do things that aren't necessarily in alignment with the person that you want to be in the future, then you just have to ask yourself, like, is this going to get me to where I want to be? Or is it going to be a distraction for where I want to be? And that's something that I really had to like sit down and be honest with myself because yeah, I, I, I mean, I've done like a lot of things and, like there's still a lot of things that I'm like working on and that I want to do, but it's, you know, I have had to just be like real with myself and be like, okay, like, is this, you know, this might be fun and it's okay if you do it and it doesn't, you know, distract you to, or, you know, take away from where you want to be, but like how much time and energy are you going to invest in this? And this, and like, again, is this like contributing to your future self like your ideal self quote unquote that's probably going to change anyways but like it that's not the point it's like is it going to be is it like truly in alignment and truly on track with like where you see yourself ending up in the future and yeah it's just like just being really real and honest and if the answer is no then it's like you know it might be an amazing thing but just maybe it's not the right time or maybe like just pursue it at a different time so that's definitely still something that I feel like honestly, I've, I've learned a lot this past year. Um, that's probably big, like one of my biggest lessons. Um, and just like figuring out what, like what's true to you now and what's going to be true for you in the future and making choices that are going to be congruent with that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're really like, you're walking the path of learning how to balance like curiosity and commitment which I think that's a tough thing because this is not something that we're taught growing up. We're taught to like pick a career and stay with it. But mm -hmm. there's this balance between committing to something that you want to be, but then also keeping your mind really open and being open to all of the new potentials that are going to open up. And also just like the fact that we live in a very dynamic world. The internet changes so much and the internet is where we work. So like, yeah there's going to be like just being okay with the fact that there's going to be a lot of change. And it sounds like when you, when you talk about envisioning yourself five years from now, it sounds like you like come up with the vision, but you sort of detach from the details of how exactly you're going to get there. You just kind of trust that you're going to know. Is that kind of. Yeah, no, I, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, totally. And I feel like that's, I think it's like, that's honestly a really great exercise and something that I feel like we're, it's not kind of like talked about a lot. And again, it's not like you have to just put something and like have to have it be like A to B, B to C, C to D. Like it's like what you said, the details don't necessarily matter. But once you kind of decide like, or if you like can envision the person that, you know, you, you see yourself becoming or that you want to become, like it's crazy, like things that will happen to, you know, help get you there like help direct you there like it's yeah the details don't necessarily matter um but yeah I mean exactly mm -hmm. what you said I that's something that I think it's a really powerful exercise to do so it is I need to do that more honestly and yeah and the, you can't predict the details like you can't be like oh so I'm gonna meet this person next week <laughs> you, you yeah. don't you don't know that stuff 
Wow. Okay. So if, when you're working towards a vision for your life, like how can you hold that vision and work towards that, but also enjoy the present moment? Oh, it's easier said than done. <laughs> like the question of my life. So I, I know it's so <laughs> I think it really just comes down to like trust and faith. And I just feel like, I mean, no matter what you believe in, just putting faith in that, like you're exactly where you need to be. And like everything that's going to happen to you is like, it's, it's all going to be on like the right schedule. And I know that just sounds like so cliche, but it takes away so much anxiety and so much pressure, like off yourself. It takes so much anxiety and pressure off yourself when you realize that you can't rush anything you can't change anything like everything's going to happen exactly in the order that it needs to happen but that's a great thing because you know you can't move to the next level until you learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn where you're at and so I think it's just realizing that you're going to get to where you need to be if you just stay committed to the course stay committed to your work keep making choices that you feel are right in the moment and you really can't make the wrong choice. Like it's, I mean, it's not like you can make one choice and it's going to ruin your life. I, and I think that just helps like to remember that just enjoy where you are, but never stop striving to where you want to be. And it's all going to work out how it's supposed to. Like it just sounds so, yeah. I mean, it does sound cliche, but it's literally just, it's, it's what I believe. So yeah, that's, I, I, I love that. I've, there's a business coach that I work with and she talks about like, what if everything that I do is right? Like, what if like every single choice that I make is the right choice? And I think it's just accepting the fact that life is going to be messy and it's supposed to be that way because if your life was like this perfect straightforward line, how boring would that be? And then I love how like in, you kind of, you said this in a way, you, you ground yourself in joy and gratitude in the present. Like you talked about having a gratitude practice. And by doing that, you are able to move forward. Like if you're just focused on the future, you can't, you don't have any earth under your feet. You know, you don't have anything to, to stand on. So. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. nice you. Exactly. <laughs> yes. um, how do you think someone can find their purpose? I know that's a loaded question, but. Yeah, I think about this a lot and I think it's kind of like purpose kind of goes in the same meaning as purpose to me is kind of similar to how I feel about career as in there's not just one (laughs) like I just don't think that there's one career for you and I don't think that there's one purpose for you. I think our purpose is just to use our gifts in the way like in the best way possible and I think that we're just supposed to use our skills and the things that we're good at in you know the best way we can but that's gonna look different it's not like I think we get so attached to just trying to figure out one thing that we're supposed to be doing and if we don't figure that one thing out then our life is ruined it's like I think it's really just using the things that you that only like using the things that you have in the best way that you can use them and I really think that if you're doing that like you can't lose because it's like I don't know I just I'm getting like tongue-tied but that's like I yeah I don't know yeah it's it's a really I mean it's a very out there question I've asked you a lot of very out there questions um yeah I love it 
how boring would it be if we just had one purpose, right? Like that would be so boring. And what, and um, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Um, a lot of us look at what we're good at to to find what our purpose might be, what our career might be. And I honestly take issue with that. It's like looking at your skills and being like, okay, I'm going to go down this route because I'm really good at this because everything is so teachable. So like what you happen to be good at is, mm-hmm. it's like the dumbest thing to, to cons- like, I really, like, I'm, I don't know. I, I think you should focus on what you're excited about and not about not mm-hmm. what you're necessarily good at. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that, Okay, the way I see it, it's like, there's only one Fran in the world, there's only one Lynn in the world, and, like, there's only one of everyone in the world, so, like, what you said, like, focus on what you're excited about and what makes you, like, come alive, but also realize that you can do things in a way that literally no one else can do them because it's you, so, you know, the things that you're going to give to the world are going to be amazing because it's coming from you, not necessarily because it's what you're doing, you know? And I think that's the, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but I just feel like, cause no one's the same. So even though we can be doing like the same things and have similar purposes and everything, like the difference is that it's us, like we're the ones that are doing them. And I think that, I don't know when you, <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> I just feel like there's something that, yeah. Um, it's about who you're being and not what you're doing I think yes no definitely I yeah I agree yeah oh that's awesome yeah there, that's why there's like a million podcasts out there but there's only one chasing the freedom there's only yeah. one reckless entrepreneur everybody's just so different I love that about yeah and it like what like there's going to be a lot of entrepreneur podcasts but there's only like one friend doing an entrepreneur podcast right like yeah. I, I mean I, I think about that and it's like the world needs what you're excited about and what makes you come alive because when you do that like it makes other people come alive too so absolutely oh, I yeah. love that everybody just and like there's again like I'm gonna keep beating this question to death um <laughs> there are there's just the with the internet, there's so many content creators out there. There's so many entrepreneurs. It can feel really overwhelming to like think about how you're going to fit into this sea of people who are doing things online. But embracing your individuality is like, I've found it to be the only path. Just Yes. And that's so true because it's like, I feel like that kind of goes along with the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset. Like you can either look at it as, Oh, there's already so many business coaches. There's already so many content creators. There's already so many, anything like anything in your field. But it's like, again, there's, there's never, there's always enough. There's so much to go around. And it's like, there's so many people saying so much out there, but again, like it's not coming like it's coming from you and that's what's going to make it different. So it's like, I just wish people would understand that because it's so powerful when you recognize that and mm-hmm. like actually, yeah, just again, do things that excite you because it's, you know, if it's, if it's on your heart, then it's like, it's there for a reason. So pursue that and don't feel like there's not enough for you because there's plenty of room. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that you desire things because you're meant to have them. And I think mm-hmm. you even said that before on your podcast, like if you want something because you're supposed to have it, go for it. Yeah. It's already yours. Yes. I can get pretty woo. So <laughs> oh, I love it. 
So if you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self, uh, what would you say to her? Oh, that's such a good question, Fran. I would tell her that she's not crazy and everything's going to be okay. And just don't let other people's opinions define your mixing up, mixing up pronouns. Don't let other people's opinions define your choices and define your decisions because there's going to be so many people who don't believe in you and there's going to be a lot of people who question you and you're going to question yourself. But, you know, again, just going back to the fact that the dreams and desires that have been given to you, like they've been given to you for a reason and you need to follow that. Like I really do feel like it's your, your duty, your responsibility to follow that because no one else is going to, no one else is going to believe in the things you believe in except for you, you know, until you make them a reality. So I would just say that just trust yourself. And I was going to say it's okay to feel incapable, but I don't know if I believe that. Um, it's well, it okay. okay to feel incapable. Like it's okay yeah. if you're scared. Like yeah, we shouldn't yeah. reject fear. We should coexist with it. I think. Mm, yeah, you're right. No, I agree with that. Yeah, it's okay to feel incapable and it's okay to feel scared, but don't let it hold you back. I think mm-hmm. would be That's the biggest advice. Yeah. 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 Just tell and, and be like, it's gonna be okay. Like it's 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 gonna work out. My God, me too. I wish I could just. I want to like hug my teenage self every single day. <laughs> Honestly, teenage years were tough for me. College oh. years were tough for me, and I think they were for you too, based on what I know of your story. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. As a teenager, it is hard, but it's you know it's it's gonna work out the way it's supposed to. So, yeah, it really is. Oh, you are like literally. You're just you're so wise and. <laughs> It's, it's such a treat to get to talk to you whenever I do. And it is amazing to have you on this podcast. I'm honestly so, so excited for my audience to hear this interview because I like had chills through most of it. So like, so much good stuff. So much good stuff. It was to talk with you that I, I always love our discussions that we have. And you ask like the best questions. I'm like, wow, these questions just, they're, they're so good. So thank, thank you. you. I like yeah. to get to the root of things. <laughs> Um, an easy question is where can people go to connect with you oh easy question i like that okay so people can go i'm just kidding people can go to my instagram feel free to just direct message me um it's just at lynn hover um that's probably where i'm most active and then if you want to shoot me an email um you can do that too it's just lynn at chasing the um yeah l-y-n-n so pretty easy and I will link to all of that in the show notes including your podcast because I think my listeners need to also listen to your podcast because I talk about entrepreneurship but there's honestly a lot of ways to design your life and I don't cover all of them in my podcast so yeah awesome well thank you again so much for being a guest and I hopefully will be seeing you in some part of the world (laughs) Isn't Lynn just great? I am eternally grateful that my path has crossed with this go-getting, courageous, passionate lady boss. Like, seriously. Thank you so much, Lynn, for joining us on this episode. Check out Lynn's podcast, Chasing the Freedom. 
Like Lynn said in this episode, there are so many different types of people out there who've been able to make location independent lifestyles work for them. So no matter who you are, what your circumstances are, it is absolutely possible for you to live location independent if that's something that you really want. Here are some other things that I learned from Lynn today. First of all, get a mentor. Do not be afraid to ask for help and do not be afraid to invest your money in it either. I can only imagine how much more successful my first year of business would have been if I had only had the common sense to work with a business coach or some other kind of mentor. I remember I had so much energy and I was so determined to make my business work but I was headed in the wrong direction like 90% of the time. So this is an example of when a reckless entrepreneur may need to check themselves and find someone else to help them figure out where they should be channeling their energy in order to actually see results. The other thing I learned from Lynn is that confidence is something you build over time. I really appreciate how willing Lynn is to be open about the times in her life when she doubted herself because everyone has to deal with self-doubt and fear. We're all human after all. And the only way to deal with fear is just to take it with you. We're never going to completely demolish fear, but we have to learn how to take action despite of it. Also, get clear about who you want to be long-term, but try to let go of the details of how exactly you're going to get there. It is impossible to predict exactly how your life is gonna unfold, but you can absolutely hold a vision for your life and manifest that vision, as long as you remain open to the different avenues that might be available to you in, on the path of achieving your goals. Okay, and I'm actually going to stop there because I could literally like highlight every single thing that Lynn has said, but you just listen to the whole interview, so we don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. So I am going to let you take the wisdom from Lynn and go forward with it in your day. And now it is time for you to go forth and be the bold, daring, courageous, reckless entrepreneur that you were meant to be. And I will see you next week.